I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm the weird book with a face head. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. I'm talking spooky, because this is our first sort of spooky season thing. Spooky! Right, so today we are going to be talking about how to run Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Uh, We've done these before, if you're a long-time listener of the show. This is a sort of sub-series where we take a... We take a thing, we take a media property that already exists, a thing that has some... Um, Interesting bits to it. Yeah, and some uh, some audience already. We talked about we talked about Mad Max and Predator and... Have we done any more? Well, we did, like, how to run a library. Yeah. Because right? so libraries pop up all it's, the time. It's not, always, um, it's not always a show or a movie, but this time it is. And we talk about the things that kind of define that um, that property, that piece of fiction, or that concept. And then we talk about how to get that running in your role-playing game. Yeah, how to transition uh, the TV or movie mm-hmm. into a uh, role-playing Yeah, session. an experience at the tabletop. Yes. Um, so, for those of you who don't know... Uh, Evil Dead is a film and TV franchise mm-hmm. um, about oh, the the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, focuses around the book, the Necronomicon, uh, which is made from human skin and has a face on it. Yeah, it's, it's different than Lovecraft's yes. Necronomicon, but it's got the same name because the name the, it just means Book of the it's Dead or very, Book of yeah. Dead Names, right? Um, but um, we did want to just give a heads up that. Uh, we we kind of wrote this whole thing out and then realized that uh, there is some what could be you know some upsetting bits because it deals a lot with trauma. Yeah, this this um, is a content warning. There was there was a lot of that. There was a lot of abuse and trauma and like violence centered around that in the version of this that we originally wrote. And we realized, well, like yeah, we are doing a pretty good job directly transplanting you know, the the horror from the mm. screen into a role-playing setting, but we were like, that might not be good. That yeah. might not be fun. And we realized we didn't really want to do it, like, as our, like, Halloween episode just because, you know, if you follow it to a T, it can get, it can get kind of um, on the line there. Yeah. We were kind of, we kind of asked ourselves, uh, like, so what's the payoff of this mm-hmm. to, like, to really grind down on not like it's not like psychological horror like you can't see the monster it's psychological horror like you know taking taking a thing that someone is already scared of and then like making them relive it using it to hurt them yeah uh so so, we decided against it yeah so the version of this episode that you're about to hear i mean we're recording it uh this isn't like a from the future insert we're we're still recording this episode, but we've made some changes specifically to mm-hmm. kind of steer away from that and focus on the other elements that kind of define this series as a horror franchise, which are, you know, violence still and, you know, possession and spookiness, but also 
just kind of like over the top. Yeah. Well, we're getting over the top gore and violence that kind of like that leans more silly as opposed to, you know, into actual trauma. So. I mean, so first we're going to spend a little time talking about what the Evil Dead is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we're going to get into the setting, then hit the characters, the story, and then, of course, the the secret sauce. Yeah, the thing that makes it. Yeah. Different from other horror properties. And why it would make an interesting uh, one shot. Yeah. Which is possession. Spoiler. Yeah. So. What is The Evil Dead? Right. Well, as mentioned, it's a film franchise, but also has a TV show. Um, so, like, it was what, 80s, I think? I think so. When the, the first couple came out. Yeah. Um, then. Then they had a third one, which just got really weird and goofy. Yeah, and where interesting. Ash goes back in time, gets sucked into the Necronomicon yeah. back in time. But he keeps his car and his gun and his chainsaw, his chainsaw arm, to fight a witch, the Army of Darkness. And it's, I mean, it's awesome. But we're not really, we're not really going to talk about That'd be a different Army thing because Darkness. that became what that became is like a weird cartoon like fantasy movie adventure yeah we're spooky what we're focusing on is the sort of like cabin in the woods horror formula which the 2013 reboot returned to real fucking hard yeah and we will not be talking about the most recent edition um there is a show there's a 2013 reboot there's four seasons of a show three seasons i don't know but we're not talking about the the next movie yeah so and that's Mainly, it. we're focusing on the 2013 reboot, and uh, the second one yeah. really um, is what our focus is. Because right? those were, I think, the stronger Cabin in the Woods. And type I ones. think when you think of Evil Dead, this is what you would think. This of. is what you think of. And okay, so you know what is that? The focus. There's a malignant entity that gets released. You know, they read the book. They shouldn't have read the book. Don't open the book. It's made of fucking human skin and has a face on it. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'd be I'd, open I'd that be book. very curious to see I'd what's inside that, of that book. book. But they're not supposed to. They do it. It unleashes an evil, which then proceeds to possess, flitting between the different characters who are trapped in this cabin in the woods horror situation, trying to get them to kill each other and hurt their feelings and be mean. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we're talking about when we say Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Right? So the setting, it it's an isolated location. Now we're specifically yeah. talking about how to make this. Right. Like, what are the things you need to hit mm-hmm. in order to make it work on the tabletop? So an isolated location and confined, right? A cabin in the woods, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and it's a mundane world. It's, you know, the regular world. I mean, the Well, first... I don't want to blow past. So, isolated location and confined. There's there's kind of stock horror formula that comes with that. Like, we're going away to this remote place for whatever reason, for to, like, a break. And then something happens. Usually it's, like, a weather event, right, that traps them there. That's the confinement. Part. But there's so there's got to be some reason why they can't just like get in the car and drive away, and some reason why they can't call for help. Like why do cell phones not work? Why is the phone broken? That 
confinement. Usually it's a weather event because a weather event can be supernatural, right? It can come from the entity in the book. Or it could just be weather. And so for the longest amount of time, everyone has like the ability to deny that anything supernatural is happening. But they are trapped there. Right. And it's in the mundane world. So like there's not like, oh, we can just portal out of here or oh, this happens all the time. We get stuck in weird situations because it's a high fantasy world Mm -hmm. where demons and magic are commonplace and we're demon hunters. So like getting stuck in the woods with a demon, that's just a Tuesday. Right. It just like it doesn't work. Doesn't work. It, It wouldn't work in the world of like Diablo where, yeah, demons and possessions are everywhere. And everyone knows if you go out in the woods, you're going to get eaten by something. No. The, the importance it's, it's of the be... mundane world is this is an extraordinary situation, right? Yeah. You're trapped in a confined you know, cabin with, a, with an evil monster that like you didn't think was real. Right. And you know, when we say mundane, I think we can be clear. Um, so, like, the, the films, the number two and the 2013 reboot, those are specifically, like, in our world modern day for when the film was released and that's like the mundane world it doesn't have to be like modern day suburban you know classic horror it could be you know like this would work in rome in like ancient rome this would work this it could work in like a castle or on a boat it doesn't have to be like a spooky cabin in the modern world the woods, but it just, it can't be somewhere where magic is real and like demons are running around all the time and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, all right. Characters. So we got, you know, the setting. What type of characters happen into this situation? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, regular people, right? Not demon hunters or witch hunters or, you know, half demon werewolves. Right. There could be one nerd who, like, sort of has the vaguest idea that, like, oh, that's, like, a spooky book. But that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. past that point, everyone's just regular. Nobody's, you know, they're not heroes, not fantasy adventurers. Not heroes yet. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Right. Um, And they also have to have some sort of baggage with them. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and connected somehow, right? So like a strange friends coming back after you know ten years apart and being like, yeah, let's reconnect in the cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. Let's do a reunion. Uh, or you know, coworkers. A workplace version of this, I think, would actually probably work pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you know each other. And you probably, like, know things about each other, but you're like, I don't care. I, like, I'm, yeah. maybe I wish I didn't, but you mm-hmm. do know each other, and some of the, like, you know, stuff that you wish you didn't know about them could play into this to a Come degree. On. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, some, like, for some reason you're trapped at work. Blizzard. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we stayed late to, you know, finish a project so we didn't have to come in on Saturday. And then you, I opened an email. Yeah, and, and it was a spooky email. It was a cursed, cursed email. You know, forward this to ten people or be <laughs> cursed forever. Chain email thing. That's a very, like, early two thousands pull. I didn't. 
interact with the internet <laughs> at that age. So I, like, I never experienced. I just seen stuff like that on television. But. Yeah. Um, all right. So like you know this this connection mm-hmm. is what like the entity will use to you know sow dissent and confusion and try and murder each other. Try and well the the entity is gonna try to murder everybody. Yes. It's it's not subtle. This this bad guy. Not very. Uh, well, at least not in the end. Yeah. But, all right, so we got the setting, we got the characters, now let's talk about the story beats. Mm-hmm. So, it's a pretty classic sort of like horror movie arc where, you know, there's the arrival. We call it the arrival because you arrive at the cabin, but if it's not a cabin, whatever it is, it's just like, this is normal. Mm-hmm. If they're going to be like staying at work late and end up trapped at work because of a weather event... It's not necessarily about them arriving. We call it the arrival. But the where the characters arrive at the beginning of the story. Right? Yeah. So, oh, being trapped at work. It's still normal. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I stay late at work all the time. Yeah. It's not weird yet. Right. This is also where... Um, this is also where you need to, like, show all your Chekhov's guns. You know, like... If there's a nail gun or like a scissors, like, you know, what are they going to try and murder each other with? Right. Also, if your like confinement is going to be based on weather, like this is a great time to have a weather forecast. Yeah. Have the radio be like, hey, oh, you know, that storm that we predicted earlier. It's, it's going to hit soon. Yeah. It's hitting sooner than we thought. And it's going to be a bad one. And like that's on TV right. or whatever. Right. Or, you know, they drive over the rickety bridge that's going to collapse later mm-hmm. here. And then they won't be able to leave because the road is out mm-hmm. after the bridge collapses. Right. But, you know, that's where you set that stuff up in the arrival. You know, these, yeah, the checkoff guns. Yeah. Right. Next. So, yeah, the arrival turns into the tension, right? So, like, everything's normal at first. You know, there's a couple things that maybe are worrisome, like, oh, big blizzard coming. But then the normal turns into, like, some tension, right? So, like, something happens between characters that like why did you eat my lunch today mm-hmm. Greg I was saving that and now since we're staying late at work I'm hungry as fuck mm. oh it's you never call me back that's why it's awkward between us we're like mm-hmm. this the the beef that characters have with each other and the stuff that they are keeping secret or the stuff that they don't like about themselves that's Comes this out this here, is where right, you show to, a little bit of it. To create that tension. Right. So in on the tabletop, this is where I, you know, start making the situation tense with like, hey, you might not be able to leave. Do the things that are going to make, you know, if it were happening to you, it would start to put you on edge. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of like free role playing time. And, you know, maybe just throw some stuff out there. Like, hey, the th- uh, the dinner. Stir some shit up. Yeah, stir some shit up. The the food that you had in the in the break room fridge is gone. You're going to be, you know, uh, act on that. And yeah. then they'll be disruptive and they'll be... Uh, confrontational. Yeah, they'll be confrontational with the other characters. Right. And then, just says like, it's like, how could this get any worse? Yeah. 
Classic. Can't, can't believe I'm stuck in this cabin with you all weekend. Fuck. Some dummy opens the book. And releases the entity. And this is like the very short bit. This is just like the, the smash cut. Yeah. They open the book and the wind howls and yeah. the shutters like, slam. And... But something is clearly different. Like now there's no... You can no longer pretend it's just like a weather event. Mm-hmm. This is supernatural. You are trapped here because something wants you trapped here. Something. It, it plants a seed. Like not... Every character has to, you know, know that Perceive yet. this, yeah, when right? it happens. But, like, the seed is there that, like, in my mind, I'm kind of scared. But, like, I'm going to act like everything's normal still. Yeah. But I am actually kind of scared about this. Because I don't believe that this could be real. Mm-hmm. Until the next part. Um, when the entity really starts, you know, coming out, you know, it starts possessing. It's Violence starts happening. Mm-hmm. And this is where, so, like, in the film, like, it gets slashery, and the violence is somewhat humorous, and it's over the top, but it's also, you know, meant to be disturbing. This, like, shocking acts of violence where suddenly one character is controlled by the entity and is trying to kill someone else. Or, you know, harms themselves in a weird mm-hmm. way. To, like, you know. freak everybody else yeah. out. It's like, I'm going to electrocute myself. And mm-hmm. then there's a fire. And then, like, where'd they go? I don't know. It's just being freaky. Right. This is also where the players should start to, and, you know, their characters should start to get an understanding of what's happening. Right. You know, start connecting it to the book or whatever house the entity. They're like, okay. So, like, that was weird. Weird shit's happening because of this. Yeah. So, like, they start to putting together a plan. Like, they're like, okay, so we can't leave. So we got to do something. You know, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And then that continues for a while. Um, Arguably, though, the longest. Yeah, the the bulk of the film is this part. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there is... You know, what in horror is sometimes known as the final girl. So someone is going to, someone is going to overcome whatever, like, they're angry about or whatever, uh, whatever thing they're holding on to that the, the monster is using to torment them or try and hurt them, try and use to hurt them. You got to overcome that. And once you do, then you can be the one to win. And usually it's one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's two. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with more than yeah in a in a in a role playing one yeah. shot you don't have to follow the formula of like one final Only girl one. yeah yeah um and then they either succeed or they fail yeah right this is the ending right did they really overcome that like inner turmoil the answer is maybe let the you know role decide you know the final the right. final battle. Yeah. So, that's the structure of the story. Now we're going to talk about the secret sauce that, like, makes this different from other one-shots and how you make this work at the table. Yeah. Yeah. How do you uh, actually play this out, right? So, possession, right? That's, like, the big key here That is Evil Dead. That is the secret sauce, is the, yeah, the entity possesses. Right, so... 
it can start so like in the release maybe verging on the beginning of the entity section of the story like this could look like you slipping things to like the character that you've chosen to be possessed and yeah. being like you are compelled to do this mm -hmm. right which could be as innocuous as like turn on the stove for no reason yeah and you know what the fuck you're going to do with that it's mm -hmm. just like now starting to fire, create some chaos and yeah. Or, you know, like, a note that, like, you know that other characters, so, like, you, character A, you know that character B took something from character C, and C doesn't mm -hmm. know it. But now you know it. Yeah. And, like, oh, where'd that come from? Well, that, in that, that information came from the entity, because the entity is trying to, you know, get between everybody and get them all to kill each other. Right. And then that will slowly increase... Uh, in horror and weirdness you know so like maybe you do a first round of like everybody gets a little touch of possession and like you know they do some weird things and they know some things they didn't know before mm -hmm. and then like you know second round you know they like actually start acting like, you have to yeah. attack character a you actually have to attack character c now yeah and then so we're talking about how to run this on the tabletop that's it you're giving people uh you're giving people like chaotic violent prompts mm -hmm. and you're also increasing the um the sort of like demonic powers that they have okay. when they are possessed by the entity like at first they're just gonna you know oh why do you attack me with a hammer mm -hmm. he tried to scissor me but um as it goes on the possessed character and as the entity flits between characters then they're gonna start you know being able to do freaky shit like bend their limbs back together mm -hmm. Or, you know, levitate or climb on the ceiling type of shit. Right. And, like, if I if I were running this, like, I'd probably come up with a little, like, character sheet for the possessed character. You know, and so that way they could be different. So it's like you, when you are possessed, character A, Here's you your get abilities. super strength. Right. Right. But character C gets, like, super speed. Mm-hmm. Right, so like that way, you know, not everybody, uh, at least in the beginning, knows what like. Oh, if character C is possessed, we know he's going to be super strong. Wrong. He's going to be super fast. Yeah, it's different. Oh, this time, yeah, he like he has a completely different sort of demon power until mm -hmm. like as it gets going, and this is you know the sort of other secret sauce is eventually like characters are supposed to die. Yeah. In this. So the entity is going to use what its vessel knows when the entity is, you know, possessing a character. That character knows things about the other characters, and because of the entity's possession, they want to kill everybody. Mm -hmm. They're going to use what they have, they're going to use their new powers, and they're going to use what they know about the other characters, which you've set up in the tension phase. Then uh, we get into. Like they have to be able to harm each other. Yeah, and that is a that is a point here. We're not telling you what system to run this in, but whatever system you do use, it needs to facilitate player versus player action. Not all game systems do. You might not. Yeah. And so you that might just, not realize that, that just means that you need to create a little hack. Yeah. Right for this session, it's like oh, we usually we usually run it in this system and. 
it's not really well supported for right. player character combat. So like, I'm just gonna make a hat where a hack where the difficulty of attacking a player is base this, and then you know, boom, yeah, you got it. But there needs to be something. Uh, yeah, mechanics need to support physical confrontation between the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mechanics need to support, you know, hurting each other's feelings, mm-hmm. essentially. Or, or like, taunting each other, right. whatever. But also building each other up as well, mm-hmm. right? Because at some point, the non-possessed characters will They're be start fighting to band back. together against the demon. Mm-hmm. Right, so, like, a, you know, a sanity metric for, like, non-possessed characters to resist the influence... Right, so like maybe the characters get really good. Like we're getting to the end game. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple characters have died, and but we kind of know the deal. Yeah. And so when it possesses the next one, and now you feel the urge to kill, some sort of yeah, some sort of morale or sanity system that allows you to resist that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the difficulty of that should probably. Uh, grow proportionately as things go on. So, mm. so I think you know once once the the in game starts. So like you know the characters have figured out what's going on in this entity, right? The like the win conditions kind of change with like how many characters you have left, and you know what specific mechanics you're using. But I think. To beat the entity, like the characters surviving have to stick together. That's part of getting over, right? You created this turmoil and conflicts between them mm-hmm. in the beginning. So, like, when they, if there's more than one left, unpossessed, that is. Yeah. You know, there's more than one left unpossessed. Like, if they start really being a team, then maybe the, the possession starts flitting, stops flitting between characters, and now it's just possessed versus non-possessed. Versus the team. Yeah. And their team final girl mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. And however that goes down, because we're talking about this as like a horror one-shot, and the cool thing about a one-shot is failure is very much an option. You know, maybe it just doesn't work. Maybe the Evil Dead gets everybody this yeah. time. That um, happens. You you very much have those options, and you should just kind of like see how they play off each other when they're the possessed, and when they're not possessed, how do they, you know, like, if when they're not possessed, they're still holding on to the gripe about, like, who ate their sandwich from the break room fridge. Yeah, they're not over it. They're very vulnerable to possession, and like, well, you're still mad about that. You still feel very inclined to kill somebody when you're possessed. Mm-hmm. And you can't resist that possession very well. Uh, and then it becomes a fun thing. So the essentially what this looks like at the table is some setup and some tension. And then players rolling with that tension and choosing whether or not their character uh, makes, you know, like positive healthy decisions or like hold or like doubles down on being mad about something while they get to take turns trying to kill each other. Yeah. Right. And so like, you know, be be wary of the the triggers of like actual trauma, mm-hmm. right? Um so just, you know, careful on that bit. Right. Um and careful in that in character creation. I really like 
we didn't write this down anywhere, but the example of like coworkers mm. and someone stole their lunch. Yeah. That's good because it's funny and it also has like, you know, very low chance of affecting anyone. Right. Because, yeah, so like we, after we wrote this, we kind of saw a different way to approach it that yeah. it is in a more lighthearted way. We saw a version of this that was just like straight up psychological abuse. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what we pulled back from. So like, if you know you're struggling like what the fuck do you mean by like more lighthearted evil dead uh, like the show and the army of darkness movie mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about where like it gets really goofy it's still you know violent and about mm-hmm. you know possession and all this stuff but like <laughs> it's just way over the top yeah it's you know b movie violence there's a there's something like ugh. There's something Tarantino said about, like, why... And he was talking, actually, about older samurai movies. The the sort of... The moment where, like, the samurai draws his sword too quickly to even see, and he just basically, like, clicks it in the sheath, and then the other guy dies with, like, a flood of blood coming out of his chest. That... Um, that special effect came from... Uh, so what it was it was a technique to obfuscate that they weren't actually like hitting each other with swords and stuff to to hide the fact that everything you're doing is fake you up the the special effects Mm -hmm. of the violence kind of and you know focus on that focus on that over the top like oh his like his hand went flying off and bounced across the room leaving splatters of blood everywhere and you're you're focusing on ridiculous acts of violence that are you know so ridiculous they're almost humorless humorous another good example i think is doom eternal where like you're ripping demons apart Mm -hmm. but it's like it's so fucking heavy metal and over the top that like i i wouldn't i wouldn't stop a kid from playing doom eternal because it's not actually like it's not real violence it's it's fake you know like it's so fake and yeah, there's like yeah, ripping yeah. bones and organs yeah. and shit, but it's so over the top that it's ridiculous and it gets into this, it, it crosses over into this realm of fun instead mm. of horrific. Yeah. So I, I think that's definitely a way to approach this um, is going over the top to make it a little you know, more lighthearted and approachable. Yeah. And, you know, the things that um, the things that people are mad about, the things that they're afraid of or the baggage that these characters have, don't make it like, you know, I never made peace with my father before he died and that fucking tears me up every day and has led to a substance abuse problem. Don't fucking do that. Make it, you know, like he I'm stole my frogs. Yeah. Or he stole my sandwich. He yeah. stole my sandwich. I'm fucking mad at this guy. Yeah. Um, so, hopefully, you have at least an idea. Um, I think we still did a good idea. We, yeah. you know, we had to, we had to make some changes to this as we wrote it and right before we recorded it as well. But um, what we talk about? Well, so the Evil Dead, 
uh, a malignant entity possesses members of a group, flitting between them, causing harm and distress. Right? It's in a isolated, confined setting, and this is their situation is unbelievable. You know, it can't be a high fantasy where yeah. this shit happens on a Tuesday. The the idea of possession in a in a demonic entity. That has to be like so fucking out there. Mm, that's it's laughable. It's like ha ha ha. You believe until it happens right. to you. Right. So you characters, they're regular people. No heroes here, mm-hmm. or at least not yet. Heroes are made, not born. Yep. Uh, they got baggage. They got issues with each other, and they need some sort of connection between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story, you know, the beats they hit are the arrival, where everything's kind of normal, and you show all the checkoff guns of. Right how they can kill each other and, you know, what's going to trap them there. Then uh, you got the tension, right? The beef start to come out. People be cooking beef. Uh, then you have the release of the entity, and that's where, like, shit starts going sideways, right? Mm-hmm. You got possession, you got violence, you got weird shit, uh, a little bit of understanding of what's happening. And then the conclusion, like, the final girl or, you know, the final survivor's Right, they gotta overcome their inner turmoil, be a group, be a team. Mm-hmm. And then we got the secret sauce, which in this case, taking the film media to the tabletop, is violence between the player characters as the demon flits between them, changes who it's possessing, and tries to make that guy kill someone else. Right, so you need some mechanics that's you need some mechanics that support that. And like you know, some some ways to like you know mental debuffs and and mental buffs to like you know get together and start mm-hmm. fighting this entity, right? Like a sanity metric, yeah. for example. And uh, and then there you have it. Yeah, the Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. Uh, as we said, uh, we will not be running this for our Halloween episode, but do keep on the lookout for our Halloween episode. And for all other things, Two-Headed Game Master, visit 2HDM.com. You'll see, first thing, a link to Afterlife. Our own original setting and game system, uh, fully illustrated. You can get it at uh, drivethroughrpg.com, mm-hmm. a print copy, uh, which also gets you the PDF, but you can also just buy the PDF on its own. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. PDF, good deal. Um and yeah we also got patreon i think that twitter button's still there but we ain't really fucking with that anymore no and yeah but yeah join our patreon become a patron get access to the discord where we run live events Mm -hmm. hang out Um, with us do discord stuff ask us shit rpg shit man um yeah join us next time for another episode of (laughs) two-headed game master real really tripped over that um thank you to the burning saviors for the use of the song pontillo's finest as the intro and outro to our show and we will see y'all next time happy halloween